Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? I am your host of the Fragmented Postulations Podcast. Some call me Mr. Know-It-All. I prefer Mr. Know-It-Bit. Either way, let me talk my shit. I am the Bengali Bandit. I am the Prego Papa. I am the con man, a.k.a. the connoisseur of nothing. I am your favorite uncle, the only uncle, Uncle Mad. And today I got a um good brother on the podcast who's going to be new to you guys. Um, me and this me and his brother go back to, to the ninth grade where he um he walked in the classroom glistening in the in, in front, back, inside the side. He he walked in with the Boosie fade before Boosie had the fade. He had that come here, boy. He had that going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and make some noise for Mr. Boosie Badass, aka. Well, you know, you ain't even Mr. Boosie Badass no more, cause you done you done got your um you done got your your your, your yeah. Solomon Vandy on. You you got your dreads on. Yeah. So I don't even know what to call it. Boosie with the dreads. Boosie with the dreads. <laughs> Go ahead and make some noise for Boosie with the dreads, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going on, good brother? Uh, over at Cape Cod, in between the work right now, especially here at Cape Cod and the wall. Okay. So, you have posed a question to me, right? What was that question? You want to go ahead and answer it? Or you want to go ahead and ask it? My question was, why does woman carry so much weight? I mean, why does marriage carry so much weight to women? Okay. So, I would have preferred for um one of our female co-hosts to be here so that they can answer it from the woman's perspective. Even though I already know what their answer would be. And it would be a crock of shit trying to get around to what the real answer <laughs> is. Now, in my extensive conversations with women of different colors, creeds, and relationships, situationships, from my understanding, it's it's pretty much women. They um, they like they they want they want a nigga marry them because they just love dumb niggas, right? Right. On a previous episode, talking to the to the wet to the ladies, you know, we got to the understanding, and they were able they were actually able to be honest and say that you know women love dumb niggas. They like the dumb niggas because they can control dumb niggas. Women want you to do something as the so dumb as put half your shit on the line. That's all. I swear to God. That's all. They they want to control you. Women love to control niggas. They know they can't they can't touch us physically, so they want to control us mentally, financially, spiritually, any way they can. They just want to. Women like to control shit. Women just like to control shit. You ever see a woman just losing her fucking marbles because shit is just not going her way? No facts. Not, nothing nothing but pure destruction in their eyes once they realize that it's not going their way. Yeah, they start stomping their feet and strangling the air and growling and shit, swinging and all that. Look, I done had a shorty pop up at at my mom's crib. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a sorty uh what did she do? She took my phone and ran down the street with it. Took mm-hmm. my phone and my keys. Mm-hmm. Did women crazy. I didn't um I didn't have women chase me high speed chase over hundred miles per hour. <laughs> uh, I done had um knives pulled on me. I done woke up with with um so kitchen. Where you going? Where you going, big fella? Yeah. I woke up the kitchen shears to my neck. 
I done had wine bottles thrown at my head. Uh, I done been swung on. Dangerous life. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if I'm being honest, I like my women ahead. You know, I like I talk I talk my shit about crazy women, but I I can't I gotta be real. I like my women to have a little bit of Harley Quinn in them, just a little bit, just a little splash, you know, just a little 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 splash, Mrs. Dash, you know. I can agree with that. It, it just okay. keeps things um something to the relationship. I'm gonna be honest. It just keeps things entertaining because I like to laugh at people whenever they're doing goofy stuff, and women that are that crazy, they're always doing something goofy. So if I'm being honest, that, that, that's the real either 100% reason. Either doing or saying something goofy shit. Yeah. Because I done heard the goofiest shit come out of their mouths. Goofy as hell. Women are just, women just goofy. It's, I think it's because they just get away with it because that's how we've, we've created society. You know, there's, they're, they're pretty and, and cute and smell good and all that, so they're just supposed to get away with some shit. Like, women don't and, be making no and sense. That's why, and that's what caused me to ask the question because... My thing is, why do women put like such a heavy thing on wanting to be married? Like it's like mm-hmm. this big ritual or whatever. Where one majority of the time, and I say majority because again, nine times out of ten, it's the woman, you know, getting married to the man because he proposed to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's giving up everything for her as far as like you know. His money, everything. I'm saying he's because the man's going to be the breadwinner, so we're going to just go with a normal relationship. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So a man's giving up everything that you know normally he's conserved for himself. You know I'm saying just spread off to other bitches. You know I'm saying whoever he's talking to. But now he's solely focusing himself on you. And 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 as a man that's getting married, you're also giving up sex. Oh, facts. So once once facts. you. Once you get her married, them legs gonna close, that throat gone. You, you ain't gonna want, you ain't never gonna get throat again. You ain't never you gonna get cheeks, throat again. You only see them cheeks in passing. Mm-hmm. She gonna get you to like no, because- halfway through the molar, like the furthest is gonna go. She ain't gonna get you throat <laughs> no more. You think you reaching the the, the no. base of my tongue? Get out of here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's reserved for unmarried no. niggas. <laughs> That's reserved for niggas I got to try to catch. I got to put some work in before to get. I already got your raggedy there's, ass. Uh, there's, I got to impress somebody. Yeah. That ain't you. I already got your raggedy ass. But, yeah, I, I oh, think man, it's, it was... I think it's meant one, mainly women like to control things. And, and they like when niggas just do dumb shit for them. And that's like the ultimate dumb dumb shit to do for them. And two, women like traditions when it's beneficial to them. True. Yeah. And that's and I asked this one girl one day, like, I asked her, like, you know, what's, why is marriage just a goal for you? You know what I'm saying? She was like, well, it lets me know that, you know, I'm secure and, you know, it's just me and you and all this other shit. And I take it very seriously. I'm like, so... So you're telling me marriage is the point where you take the relationship serious. Not before that, when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you're in a relationship is the reason you should take it seriously. Because once you get married, motherfucker, that ain't nothing but paper. It's just a contract. It's a business a piece agreement. Of paper ain't gonna, a piece of paper ain't going to stop that pussy from popping on somebody else. Mm-hmm. 
and it ain't gonna stop me from going knocking down motherfucking Sally that's been winking at me for the last six months. <laughs> know what I mean, and trying try and give me that cookie. Know what I mean, because you won't let me put it past your mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she gonna appreciate it. Know what I mean, she want she gonna um swallow the the penis with compassion. Know what I mean, <laughs> so she got she got something to prove. You know, she appreciating it. Well, you taking it for granted. But yeah, women like their double standards. Very much. That's why. When, that's why when women say, "Oh, there's double men got double standard," why men got double standard? I'm like, "Bitch, shut up, shut up." You wouldn't want to be a man. No woman would really want to be a man. You don't. I swear. Especially not no black man. You would not want to be no black man for sure. For sure. Personally, I believe we put up with more shit. Absolutely. Black women than black women have to put up with black men. Absolutely. We put up more with black women and we put up more with the world. Yeah, what black women go through their things. I'm, you know, I'm not taking nothing away from them. But they don't go through nearly as much as we, as what we go through. We, we don't have to deal the with the things thing we got to go through. I want to take off the table from, uh, not like take away from them as in like, you know, it's not a big deal, but take away the aspect of them giving birth. Mm-hmm. You know, take away the aspect of, uh, just, you know, the whole that. Yeah. We still put up with more, even besides that, a lot of the shit we go through they don't have to go through in the sense of, like, for instance, emotional toll of a woman is mm-hmm. more than the emotional toll of a man. Why? Because a woman puts that emotional toll on the man. And he has to shoulder his own burdens on his own, you know, but he tries to, a lot of times when a man actually tries to express himself to his shorty, depending, you know, I ain't going to say all women ain't shit, but uh, depending on the woman you have, a lot of them ain't shit to really talk to. A lot of times your center just looking confused as to why you're center trying to express yourself to the shorty, but she just center like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you expect me to do? Or they use it against you. Yeah, they'll try to, you tell them something about yourself, they'll try to, you know, use it to attack you in a moment of their just illegitimate rage. You know? But yeah, but we, and again, you know, I, I don't want to sound like we're bash women. It, these are just realities of the matter, right? We don't really have, you know, us as black men, we don't really have a safe, I don't even want to say safe place, because that shit, that sounds soft. We don't have any, anywhere to express ourselves where it's not going to be used to attack us. And we've been looked at, issues and we've been looked at as um dangerous and and not and our emotions and thoughts have been suppressed ever since we were like kids like i can remember i can remember when i was a kid oh was i must have been must have been about seven seven eight right so i'm playing at the park my mom moved us out the hood pretty young age so i'm playing at the park in, in the neighborhood I grew up in for the most part. And this is white kid there. His name is John. I meet him. We start hanging out. Me and John start becoming cool because we park. He lived literally right up the street from the park. And 
he used to have a best friend that lived like two, three doors down from him. So anytime he would see me, he would tell me to come over. I would go over. And then like, it was like always right after that, his friend would have to go in the house. And his friend wasn't allowed to go to the park. Wasn't allowed to do this. Wasn't allowed to do that. You know? Never really paying no mind. I'm a kid. I'm not really watching shit like that. They moved not too long after that. They just up and moved one day. So a couple years later, uh, my friend John, he ends up moving. And he ends up, in the area that he moves to is also a similar area to where his friend had moved to. And they had reconnected, right? And his friend had told him his parents said he wasn't allowed to play around me because <laughs> because if he played around me, I would stab him. I would rob him. What? Yeah, what? Yeah. I'm like six, seven years old. And this kid is like six, seven years old as well. And this is what his parents are teaching him. They're teaching him one, racism and hate towards people of color. And two, they're also teaching that, that people of color, in particular me, are dangerous or threats. And having that chip on your shoulder, it does something to, to young men, to young brothers when they're growing up and in their adolescent years. You know, I've had many friends where they may get into a little bit of trouble, nothing crazy, but it's just like it gets blown out of proportion. They get called, you know, an issue, a menace, uh, this or that or the third, and they just, they follow suit. They say, okay, well, I'm this bad because I did this. Well, I might as well just go ahead and do all this too. Since this is what I am, since I ain't shit, since, since I'm this and I'm that. You know? And yeah, I've, I've definitely had some friends like that. Yeah. And and the motherfuckers, they try to take us off the earth pretty young, too. And these are things that we got to deal with that the, that the women don't. You know, in, in addition to all the other things. But, again, I don't want to take anything away from the women because they are very important. You're very loved. I just think there needs to be some more understanding. I think um, y'all need to better understand why y'all, why do y'all really cherish marriage too much. Don't tell me tradition, because that's not an answer. Don't tell me it's... it's yeah, especially from people it, who aren't actually even religious or anything to say something along with tradition. Mm -hmm. Some people who don't even have a lot of family who do traditional things. Yeah. And then, you're, and you're putting that on... The one thing I hate about marriage, I'm not going to say hate about marriage, because I, I personally would like to get married. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm still trying to figure out the concept of it. Like, why do I need to have this legal, this, this documented title on our relationship mm -hmm. in which it's all about money anyways? Because at the end of the day, if you if we get divorced, there's going to be some disputes, whether it be on the house, on the cars, and da -da -da, the kids and shit. Mm -hmm. So why do that? And we can just stay in the relationship that we're in and stay committed to each other. Why do you need this piece of paper to tell you that you need to stay committed to me or I need to stay committed to you? 
Mm-hmm. Because one thing, one thing for sure, two things for certain, I'm the state you beat. If you mess with me, I'm saying I'm actually I'm rocking with you. I'm saying, and we're supposed to be down for each other. I'm not you. You don't have to worry about me. I'm not about to yell at the fuck you out of here. If you have trust issues and shit like that in our relationship, then that just means that we don't need to be together yet anyways. That doesn't mean let me go ahead and hurry up and marry you and show you that it's on me. Because after I marry you, bitch, I can go fuck somebody else. After you marry me, after we get married, you could go fuck somebody else. Why do I why should I have to take that chance to put my whole life there? Well shit, you put your whole life there. You're taking just as big a risk, taking a lot more money bullshit once we get married as well. So why do you want that risk? Yeah, most people, um <laughs> people who um who are arrested for prostitution are married. So, mm-hmm. you know, just me calling you my wife and you having that, that contract that says you're my wife doesn't mean that physically I'm I'm Wants to be loyal to you. That's all about relationship. And the reason I can call you my you my wife without us being married. Yeah. And nobody would know the wiser. Yeah. And that that's that's if you want to talk about tradition, traditionally that's how we did it, you know, back in the motherland. We've only adopted this um this system of marriage that we have now over here in the United States. Because it was so so much about property. And traditionally throughout cultures, marriage was always used as a business agreement. Make no mistake about it. It was used to bring families together to to broaden the amount of land that they own, the amount of cattle that they own, the amount of, you know, everything. And to to make it so that they could build a better life for the next generation and the next generation. You know, to uplift the family. So that that's what Marriage has always traditionally been useful. Now, me personally, if I'm going to get married, and I do hope to do so one day, um, more so the reasons why I'm going to be getting married is, one, I, I love this person immensely. I feel as though I've found, you know, it's one soul living in two bodies. We 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 are complete, right? And number two, this is somebody that I have to trust with with my life in totality because business aside, that's really what your spouse is going to be, you know, institutional and in control of. God forbid you get into an accident and they're trying to decide what to do with you. Well, it's, it's going to be up to your, your spouse to decide what happens to you. Not gonna be up to your kids, not gonna be up to your cousins, your sisters, your brothers, your mother. It's gonna be up to okay, where where is his wife? We have to speak to the wife. And vice versa, if something happened to her, where is her husband? We gotta to speak to the husband. So this in order for you to get married, I I feel as though you need to be dealing with somebody that you trust, good, bad, or worse. They're always gonna have your best interests at hand. That's first. Mm-hmm. And secondly, you love them. And, and you want to, you know, cherish and share your life with them. There are benefits to, to being married um, contractually, you know, with, with your taxes, tax breaks and stuff like that. You know, your health coverage, um, 
a bunch of other different things where it can help you financially to be married, right? But you got to make sure that relationship is solid beforehand. Marriages don't don't strengthen relationships; they stress them. And in origin, I want to say, looking at the numbers, I don't if if I could just even picture right now without looking. I'm pretty sure our generation we probably have the worst numbers of failed marriages. Well, our generation, I don't know if our generation got enough time just yet. Because I don't, I don't be honest, I don't know too many people in our generation that are married. I think we're, we're just now, I think we're just now getting to the point where people of our age bracket are starting to get married. Right? I'm 25, you're what, 25, 24? 25. Yeah, so we're 25, so I'm just, na- I'm just now starting to see people taking that further step and getting married. I'm sure there's been people that have been married. I could think of well, I, like two. I say that because I know two, two people. Well, recently my one boy just got married. Mm-hmm. Well, engaged, but I know two people of our age, twenty-five, mm-hmm. who got married and have already thinking of getting a divorce. Yeah, and that blew me. That blew you away. You that didn't understand it. Man, I sat there looking, and I'm not even gonna hold you. I almost laughed out. Cause I'm like, you. First of all, you gotta be shitting me. How the how the it could it could have been that quick? Well, they they might not love each other no more. People change. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm. That's what made me like laugh internally because I'm like you didn't wait to see that change like first of all I don't want to hear no one talk about getting married until you live together for at least a minimum yeah, of two that, years ooh, that, that'll stress you living together oh Man. my gosh I told I'm telling my boy that I'm telling my one boy that right now cause um he told him not me talking about his girl he love her and this, that, and the third, this, that, and the third. And they think about um moving together. I'm like, yo, yo, bro, Um, before you marry her, make sure you do. Make sure y'all do live together for a while because shit change. When y'all, when y'all share a household together, shit change. When you tired of her shit and you just want to get away from her, where the fuck, where you going to go? <laughs> where you going to go and vice versa? Where she going to go when she tired of you and tired of your shit? Y'all just in the in the house by, know what I mean, together, and y'all may y'all may have personality types where y'all just don't want each other anywhere near y'all. Even if y'all in the same apartment or house, but y'all just in different rooms, that might not even be enough for y'all, right? So yeah, that that's definitely a a good stress test that that needs to be looked at before you you know decide that you want to marry somebody, you know. Shit, I have been living with someone for a good while. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, if I could go back, <laughs> if, I, if I can go the fuck back, yeah. it, it would it would nowhere near be the same. You know, and that's come from 
going through good and bad things that mm-hmm. could have happened, but the good that came out of it worth it. You know what I'm saying? Now I haven't thought of it, but I, I can honestly say, like, we both probably said the same thing when we're going back. Like, yeah, no, nah, this, this roller coaster that we was on was too much. Yeah. So we, we both came out, you know, pretty scathed from it. And yeah, like that shit's stressful as hell. Like I can honestly say this is probably the most stress I've ever been in my life, but I it's not, you know, to the point where I would give up on my life, you know what I mean? Like it's it could definitely put you here at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's why I say like I can picture, you know, marriage just being so easily like just brought up to me. Like when women would just be like, I can't get married and talk about that. Like they ain't gonna live with you for a while first. Mm-hmm. You know, like like you ain't gotta put some more effort into before you find out if you really want to marry the person or not. Well I think it's uh I think we're just taught different. And I think that plays a big part. Because men, we have the psyche that okay I need to see what all you have to offer to determine as to whether or not I want to make you my wife. Whereas women usually have the standpoint of, I need you to make me your wife before I give you all I have to offer. Right? And if you guys can't come to a common ground, a common ground in, in communication, then it's just the the odds the odds of everything lining up right and adding up right or or slim to none, you know. And that's why a lot of I'm, I would I would love to look at the stats of marriage in totality, but I'm sure the majority of failed marriages are from people who get married young, right? Mm-hmm. And if you are going to get married, I, I'm a firm believer. One, I'm not getting married until I find the right woman. And one of the things that one of the understandings that we're going to have to have is I love you so much no matter what we're making this shit work. Can't nobody come. Can't nobody or nothing come in between. It's not even a child. Right? And, and what I mean by that is you know, a lot of times whenever people have kids they, put, they are always putting the kid first. Exactly. Always putting the the kid is always number one, right? And I get it, you know, I get why that makes sense and, and why people feel that way. But if you really want to put that kid first and, and have that kid in the best situation possible, studies show the best the the one the the number one difference between successful people and unsuccessful people. It's not education. It's not even income in the household growing up. It's whether or not there's two parents. In order to make that relationship work, you got to be putting in the work to make that relationship work. So your relationship between your wife and, and, and the hopefully the mother of your child, hopefully there's one in the same. That should be first. As long as that's taken care of naturally, everything the child needs is going to come. But what needs to be first is that relationship between the two of you. 
and it's only going to make it better for the child and and just by happenstance. One way or another, that child is going to be the child is going to be uh, touched in some way through the interaction of you and said person. You know, that child is whatever happens between you and that person. It's going to affect whether it be exactly. It's going to affect the child. So want to pay attention. Wouldn't you rather your child see you and said person going through the best of times? Wouldn't you even want to see yourself going through and said person through the best of times? I mean, considering this person uh, is either the actual father, you know, or whatever the case may be, but like you, you would think that mm-hmm. people would be so selfish these days. As far as like, you know, I need to make sure my child knows that I'm a good parent, da 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 like your child's going to love you no matter what. Unless you treat your child like complete shit, your child is going to love you to death. So why are you saying they're catering more to what you would do for your child than for your relationship that could be on the brink of failure because you're too worried about making sure your child is happy instead of your spouse when your child is just going to Obviously, unless you know the child grew up, you know, witnessing you know, the mother getting beat on and shit like that. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about like just you know, normal couple. Yeah, I'm building a healthy relationship that the child is going to watch and is going to look for. You know, whenever they they grow up and they become a young adult and they start having relationships. You know, and again, I I do get it. I get why it makes sense that the child is so first, especially for women, because women women have a very deep, strong infatuation with their children, mm-hmm. and I get it that they that they fall and they're like, "Oh, I just want to do everything, and everything is about them." And this, that, and the third, and they get a lot of their strength, you know, from kids. A lot of women don't do shit, and then they have a kid, and then they 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 become beast. I mean, they're really able to, you know, make some moves happen after that. It, it gives them a drive, you know, that's unmatched. Only thing that can match it is a man's pride, right? Mm-hmm. So I get it, but that it never, it never works. Putting the child before everything, it never works. Never works. If if you do that, you're never going to have a healthy relationship with somebody until your children are adults. And even so, I've seen instances where, I mean, motherfuckers still be putting their kids before everything, and their kid 35 years old. Their kid 40 years old. Oh, I you mean, want, you want your nails clipped, Timmy? You want you want me to? Yeah. Take the the uh, put the shrimp in the oven. Yeah, I've seen that too. So it's not smart, you know. Hey, live your life how the hell you want to live your life, but. For the women that that I indulge in and, and that I'm courting and you know want to have a relationship with me, um, I'm not. If 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 me and you, you know, we're married and or we're on the brink of marriage and we we starting a family and everything, I'm putting I'm putting you I'm putting my relationship with you before the child's needs. 
because naturally, if you're taken care of well and I'm taken care of well, the child's going to be taken care of well, and it's going to make a, it's going to make life a lot easier later rather than what you're going to have to deal with because you and that man. Let me tell you something. You do not want to have a you do not want to have a daughter with daddy issues. Now, I mean, women with daddy issues be getting folded like lawn chairs. For real. By mad niggas, you do not want that as your daughter. So and you don't, and you don't want your son having the same things where he he he's never had any, you know, authority figures in his life. You know? So he don't know how to handle authority. And he just, know what I mean, wanna be rebellious and get into the get into the bullshit, indulge in the bullshit, and he might lose his life. He might lose his freedom. You know? So yeah, yeah, the, the marriage having a two parent household is definitely very important. Child. It was very important. Did you know but before before Reagan destroyed the black family? We didn't. We we were good. Black communities were thriving. Black families were thriving. Men and women were married, had good jobs, good income. Kids were going to good schools. The the hoods, the the slums, it wasn't for us. We were we were middle America. And we were rising up and rebelling our oppressors that were still trying to put their feet on our necks. So what did they do? They destroyed the black family, introduced crack into the black communities. They um they wanted to make sure there wasn't no black men in the household, so they made it illegal for a black man to be in the household in order for you, if you were, you know, down on your days and you need a little help and you needed some assistance, man couldn't be there. If a man was there, you couldn't get it. Matter of fact, if you want it, you gotta you gotta sue him. If you want some assistance, you gotta sue the father. So they then they incarcerated our men for nothing, and killed us, destroyed the Black Panther Party, and hey, and we were at where we were at from the eighties then on. So I think um I think I think now we're far enough removed where. We can start making a change. It's just we have to be mindful of what we're up against and plan accordingly. Because if if you think that a lot, oftentimes whenever I'm talking to people, men and women, when I'm talking to them and they're telling me their ideas of how a relationship is supposed to be, they don't really have any good reasons. They just think it's supposed to be some way because that's that's something that they've seen on TV or in a movie. Or they just feel as though that's how it's supposed to be. You know, what a good relationship for everybody is going to be different for everybody. One, everybody's different. And two, every pair is different. The same type of, you know, me and you, we're, we're two different guys. And the women that we're going to deal with, they're going to be two different women. So everything's just going to be different. So how can anything be the same? The way we communicate is going to be different. The way we problem solve is going to be different. The way we display our love language is going to be different. And it starts with conversations, with unbiased, open conversations. 
That's the problem. I don't think there will ever be a league. I would say never. There will be seldom unbiased conversations between black men and black women mm-hmm. on how their relationship should be run or how their relationship should be changed if they're already in it. Well, how do you think we fix that? Oh. Well, I think you're getting to the problem. Continue. I don't want to cut you off. And I say that, well, I say that because I, speaking for myself, when I first, like when I first get with a girl, I'll be flat out uh, because regardless if you're bi- if you're gonna be biased with me or not, I need to tell you some things about myself just because this right here can tell you all you need to know at that moment. I have a child. Uh, if we're talking about before I had a child, I have major trust issues mm-hmm. and I will not hesitate to leave you if I sense the even the smallest hint of you know trouble coming towards my way and I'm not you know saying that you're going to get in trouble I'm not saying we're going to trouble I'm gonna just tell you that I've had women come back to me with the response of oh wow so you're just one of those niggas who think that Bitches just out here doing anything, and I'm like, I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm telling you this from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you. I'm saying me. I have that issue, which I'm pretty sure a lot of women have that issue too. So why is it that when a man presents it to you, you feel like he needs to attack you or attack you home? Now I'm not saying you know. I I feel like as I've been talking on the podcast, it sounds like I've been attacked. I'm I'm not. You know, I love. Any young woman, I respect everything about. I just know that from the women I've dealt with, a lot of them can't handle the emotions that come from what a man's telling them. Me sitting there coming straight out to you. Surprisingly, women can't handle that. Yeah, women can't handle men's emotions because we're coming from a place of logic mixed with the emotions rather than just raw emotion. Right. So, I mean, I would say it depends on how you're bringing it to them because there's nothing wrong with what you're saying, right? Okay. If if somebody's doing something that's a little sketchy, of course, why wouldn't you leave, right? Why wouldn't you, you know, cease communication and go your go your way, you know, because you don't sense that this is going to be something that's beneficial to you. I would say it depends on how you're phrasing it and and how you're going about bringing up the topic because it can then be like you're putting it on them even though you're not necessarily. you're, You're approaching the situation with a negative tone and a negative energy that doesn't need to be there. I would say rather than saying, you know, I'm somebody who... I have trust issues, and if I sense trust issues, I'm just going to leave. If I sense as though you may be doing something, I'm just going to leave. I would say, if I were you, I would say, you know, I'm somebody who's big on trust and communication. And um, 
all I ask is that you be completely and one hundred percent honest with me because that's something that's very important to me. I think if you if you say something like something to that to that accord, it's ne- it's less it's less accusatory, even though the first part you're not really accusing, but it can be an accusing energy. It can be like, I'm putting this on you because maybe I don't trust you. Right? That's why I'm telling you this. Rather than you just saying, hey, I'm somebody who's big on trust, I just want to make sure anytime we're communicating, we have a clear, open, and honest line of communication no matter what. I think that's somebody that everybody wants. And I think that may be a little bit easier to receive for most people. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times you may, you may communicate something to somebody that you never had any intention of communicating that to. That may have never really even been what you meant to say. Right. And it's, and. Well, I try to be, try to be as, like, not as blunt, but like try to straight to the point as possible mm-hmm. because there's a lot of times where I let's say pussyfooted around what I was trying to get to like there's times where I I haven't just flat out just said it like that there was times where I was just like hey you know, I've been hurt in the past going this and that sometimes and it's bothered me a little bit I'm, I'm a little more emotional when you're at the job you know and women have taken that around with it to the point where my books would abuse the trust I was giving on to them. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, it did like kind of fucked me up to where now I'm like, you know, like if I sense that my book, if, you're, if you tell me you're right handed and I see your left foot before first, I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, okay. yeah, I'd be, I'd be straightforward with it just for us. In fact, like I'm not about to play with it yet. You know what I'm saying? I've had enough with that. But at the same time, I, I definitely have been told that, like, my delivery could always use work. Yeah. And we got to keep in mind, you know, I think everybody knows people don't want to be played with. Right? So, right. I don't think you would necessarily need to go about saying, I don't think you really need to stress that point too much. Because I think that's the sentiment everybody shares. I would more so, if I were you, try to communicate that you do have trust issues. And that trust is very important. And and open lines of communication is very important. Because ultimately, that's going to be the only thing that is going to give you some sort of resolve towards the issues that you have. You know, whenever maybe y'all haven't talked to all day. Okay, why haven't we talked all day? Don't just give me some nothing answer. Or I was thinking this was going to happen, didn't happen. Okay, why didn't this happen? You know, whatever the case may be. Open See, lines that, of communication. Are... Right there. Because I, I hate that because then that leaves open to that, well, you might message me so I just let it go. Okay. No. Communicate that to me. Communicate everything to me because communication is key. Because if I'm if I'm thinking you intend, you have one intention, and you're thinking I have one intention, and both our intentions are opposing of each other, that's just a clusterfuck. Then everybody's confused. Because I thought you, 
I thought you thought I was going to do this and that you already knew I wasn't doing this and you thought I was going to do this and you never even would have guessed that I would have did this. That's just, that's confusing. So, like, whenever whenever I first meet a young lady, I'm very just open, straightforward, honest about everything because I'm, I just, I'm, I'm a person that whatever you want, put it, put it out first. Put it out first. Mm-hmm. Naturally, something like that is going to be matched. And if it's not being matched, I'll try. I'll investigate why it may not be a match, or it. This person, we may just have personality type that just don't match. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, everybody's everybody doesn't match with everybody. You know, and I wouldn't say I necessarily have trust issues. It's just. I've been on I've I've dealt I've delved in every type of relationship. I've been a person that um was treated bad. I've been a person treating somebody bad. I've been a person loyal to one person. I've been a person with um a girl and a sad girl. I've been a person with a, a a sad chick that's my main chick and I'm just knocking off other bitches. I'm I've been I've been a little bit of everything. Right, so I try to be. I, I I learn from every relationship I'm in and every situation I'm in, and I just try to improve how I go about it in every new one I go in. And open, honest communication, overly open and overly honest communication is key because otherwise, whenever you have feelings for somebody. And you may not even be certain of it, or even if you are certain of it, you're always just going to question. You're always going to question their actions. You're always going to question how they feel about you. So I think whenever you um are very open to people, it alleviates it alleviates all that anxiety, all that angst that they're going to be feeling. So maybe just do that. Maybe just say, "Hey, you know, I'm somebody I need." I need open and honest lines of communication. Don't pass off my thoughts and also don't set any expectations on me. You don't ever got to assume something with me. Just ask. It's not hard. Right? Okay. Well, now I have another question for you. Yeah. All right. Say you're, say you're in a relationship, right? And the person abused your trust. Yeah. You know, stepped out on you or whatever. Mm-hmm. If now, as a man, we're always, you know, don't go talking about shit. You know what I'm you keep that pain with you, right? That's that's what we're always pretty much raised upon. Mm-hmm. You don't sit there and let shit, you know, show on you. Like for me, I'm a I'm an emotional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not going to, you know, sit there and bust out and cry, but. I feel it, you know what I'm saying? And when I feel something, you can tell I feel some shit. So, for if someone was to step out on you and you was to speak on it to somebody, would you consider that a bad thing to do? Because it's... I speak on it to them or speak on it to somebody else that's not in a relationship? Speak on it to someone that's not in a relationship. Okay. 
So I'm dealing with Shorty. Shorty step out. What does she do? Like she she go fucking nigga, she go on a date. Like what what happened? Give me the, uh, give me the full scenario. Full scenario. I guess let's see. Well, we'll go full force with it. If she just goes and go fuck another nigga. Mm-hmm. So she goes, fucks another nigga. And so what are you asking? I go tell somebody? What or Are you asking, would I go tell somebody? Like, what are you asking? Pretty much both. Like, would you go vent to somebody? And do you think it would be okay if, like, if the opposite was to happen, if that person vented to someone about you, what you did? Mm, I probably wouldn't go talk to somebody because I don't, I don't really need any input from anybody else. Right? Maybe if I'm just like super pissed off in the moment, I need somebody to calm me down. Maybe, but more than likely, no. One, I don't like people in my business. That's just how I am. Two, like, what is somebody? What is somebody else going to tell me other than? Like lead a bitch. Like what what does somebody wanna tell me? Somebody gonna try to make it make sense that she just went in and and, and fucked some nigga? Nobody can really make that make sense to me, right? So no, I don't think I would go in and tell anybody about it. That would just make me look goofy, especially if I try to work it out. Then I really look goofy. But I mean, really I don't care how anybody thinks or looks at me and I I don't nobody else live my 24 hours a day, so that don't really matter. But no, I wouldn't go tell nobody. I, I don't see any purpose in doing so. I would, um, unless, hmm, let me see, how, what would be an instance where I would? If, maybe if I really love the hell out of her and I just really needed to get this shit off my chest, then maybe. Maybe I might go to one of the homies. I'm like, yo, you ain't gonna believe this shit. Da 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 da. I don't know. Maybe I could see a world with that where that happens. But in most cases, I would I would try to resolve it in house. You know, handle this between me and her, because that's that's the only way that it's going to get resolved. If it is going to get resolved, anyways, is between me and her, not between me, her, and somebody else. That's not really going to solve anything, right? And if me and her, if it was, you know, on the other end of the spectrum where, you know, I do something, would I feel away, would I feel away if she went and told somebody else? No, women, that's normal. I mean, I, I typically tell women I deal with, look, anything that we do, this is our relationship. You don't bring nobody else into here. You know, they ain't going to do nothing but try to break the kingdom down, you know? At the end of the day, most of these bitches are going to be jealous because I'm over here treating you right. So we don't need their input no how. Right. So I would tell her no. And if she went ahead and did it, so what? She went ahead and did it. I wouldn't really pay any mind about what she has to come back and say because I want to express the point that it don't matter what the hell the mother motherfuckers got to say. It's about me and you seeing eye to eye. Right. Would you would you stick around if she went ahead and fucked another nigga? Would you stay in the relationship? Depends on how much I love the bitch. Yeah. So I honestly say, like, I know, like, we're just we just messing around or whatever. 
and be in the middle of a relationship. If you do that, I'm not about to stick around with you. No. Like, the only way I'm sticking with you through some shit is if, like, I'm mad over heels for you. saying like you gotta be someone I think is like the number one in my life mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And even so then there's gonna you know, be problems with that you know because even after that you're gonna have trust issues and shit. You know and that's where I think that's where the difference between women and men show up. A lot of men won't take the shit. Yeah. You have some men who, you know, will you know what I'm saying I'll admit like as I said, I'm one of those men who if I love you I would try to overlook it. I'm gonna try to get past these things. I mean, I think um, all all men are like that. They'll they'll if they really love her, they'll they'll try to try and look past it, try to get past it. But I think what it is is that we know how women are. We know yeah. how women are when when you, when you when you pipe them down good. We know how they act. We know how they treat you. We know how they change. So whenever she goes out, she steps out and she she goes and fucks another nigga. We know all of what she did with him and and how she was acting with him and this that and the third. We know that she has feelings for him. We know that it's not just a quick little little pop and drop like what we can do with a female. Women don't really have the capacity of doing that with a nigga. For once, she already liked the nigga enough to go ahead and give him the case. Right, and if he if he even halfway if he was even halfway decent to her, that's going to do something to her and do something to her mind state, her, her mind frame, her mind state. I think that's why most dudes are are not going to, you know, stick around, you know, in a situation like that, because we know all at the end things. of the day, because mm-hmm. you 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 just you can feel it. Not even you don't even gotta see the messages or hear her tell you. Like no. the, the, the moment you think of what she would do with another nigga, you just automatically just know the touch, the smile, the what she would you know give and shit. Yeah, you know how she was talking about you, lay on nigga chest. I remember, yo, I remember there was one chick, right? I was messing with this one chick. Her her friend wanted to rock with her. And long story short, me and her friend, we did end up doing something one time. And her friend, right after we get done, um, she wanna lay on my chest and all this and cuddle and all this. I'm like, mm, we ain't really like that. I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'm not really a fan of this. Well, I know. I like cuddling. It's just, for one, she already, she had a dude. And for two, I'm, I'm, I mess with your friend for real, for real. I'm just doing this because you keep throwing it at me. And me and your friend, we on bad terms right now. And we ain't in a relationship no way. So me and her can do whatever we want to do at the end of the day, for real, for real. So I'm just going to come through and, you know, slap one off your forehead, put you in a, Put you in the um in the huck a buck, I mean, fold you up like a lawn chair and call it a day. But she um, you know, she wanted to be all cuddly and 
and she starts telling me all these things about herself and her growing up, all these sensitive things about her. And then she's beating her niggas back in, talking all this shit about her nigga, even though she just, now I mean, I mean, serenaded me with the yabba dabbas. I'm just mm-hmm. like, these women is something else, you know, something else. Because I, I've, not to say it's better, I mean, I will say, it is better. It's still not good, but it's better. But I've been somebody where I got a I got a, a main chick I'm dealing with. And I got a sad chick. And there's just things that I won't allow to happen just out of respect for the main chick I'm dealing with. I mean, there ain't no kissing. I mean, Jimmy stay on. Ain't no cuddling. Uh, ain't no mentioning, you know, my main chick's name. Ain't no doing this. Ain't no doing that. Just off of the strength where, like, you're just a side. And that's all you are. You're just a side. You're just serving a physical purpose. You're no different than a back scratcher. I mean, you're no, you're no different than a bottle opener. You just serve a purpose. And... I don't believe women have this fancy to do that. I just don't. In my experiences, I don't. I've never just, well, no, one female where it was just, we just, we just kicking it. That's all. That's one out of all the women I deal with. Just one. All the other ones, that's the conversation we have right after, and I mean, we do what we do. They're trying to make it more. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. So, again, I think that's why men were not, most men are not as willing to try to work it out through cheating because we know that, like, you you like this nigga. It wasn't just a physical drive that, that you just wanted to meet for some reason, right? And... It's not like we ain't willing to come through and blaze you down. Women, you know, once they got you, they they start trying to um be less um be, be a bit more withholding of the yabba dabbas. They don't be trying to give you the cookies and milk all the time, like they once were. So I think that's why they I think that's why they are a bit more because one they know that we don't really care about her. Number two, they know that they done turned off the faucet. Know what I mean, it has slowed up the flow, amongst other things. That may be why. Yeah. What's the um? Oh, no, let, let me ask you this: Have you ever um? <laughs> have you ever um indulged in a big girl? A a big woman, a large woman, woman with a robust frame. Well, you're like breaking up. Can you hear me better now? It, it might be me because sometimes my job is interception. Say it again. Can you hear me better now? Yes, sir. Have you ever indulged in a large woman and a BBW? First of all, you already know the answer to that question, my man. I know. I don't know what your love life is, nigga. 
To speak of a little bit. Chief things. I've had this fight with uh this woman for a long time because she believes all our life is big woman. <laughs> and that's not the case. <laughs> oh, so, like, she, <laughs> so she thinks all you like is big woman. <laughs> I don't think uh, I've ever really seen you with a well, I don't know if I've really seen you with anybody for bro. I don't think I really even met any of the girls you've been with. Well, the Have problem I? is that I mean, you know all better than me. All my exes, all my exes have been big women. Like the only, the skinniest chick I've ever been with mm-hmm. is my BM, and you know she's. I mean, skinny. I mean, she compared to them, she is a pencil. Oh, so compared to them, she's a okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's like, okay? So I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, think. Do I know any of them? Are we talking like women I've dated or just messed around? Any other women that she knows that would give her the inclination that all you like is big girls. Do I know any of them so that I can get a better understanding of what you like? Or what she thinks you like? Yes. Okay. No. At least one. I know at least one. Okay. Yes. Let's see if we can try to figure this out without saying her name. Let's try to. I'm I'm, I'm gonna see if I can try to figure it out with like saying anything obvious about them. So, did we have class together with them? You and her, I don't know. All three of us, no. All three of us, no. Okay. Did she go to our school? That's yeah. Yes. Okay, she yes. went to our school. Uh, light skin, brown skin, dark skin. Light. Light. Really light, or like, like a um a a, a honey nut Cheerio light. Uh, I'll say really light. Really? To me, she was really light. Really light. Okay. Um. Hmm. Does her name start with a B? B as in boy? Yes. No. Okay, so it's not who I thought it was. Um. Does it start with a D? Well, no, because no. She didn't go to our school. I mean, there's a different one that you might know who starts with a D, but I don't, you might not. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know too many women that start with me. The woman I was thinking of, she don't. She didn't go to high school. Um. Hmm. I'm just gonna ask one more question. We ain't gonna be going on all this for for all all night long. Does her name start with an N? It. N as in Nancy, or November. Oh no! No. No. Okay. All right. Well, I ain't go. I guess I ain't gonna figure it out. But um, I guess you'll be able to speak to this, you know, from from an in depth perspective from what your um from what your girl is saying. Um, a question I wanted to ask you was, why do you think you know big girls? Whenever you pipe a big girl down right, they give you that that auntie love, like they give you that special love. You know what I'm saying? 
So they give you that what? They give you like a that auntie love. Like they'll be um they'll be wiping the sweat off your forehead. Know what I mean, they'll ask you, you hungry, they'll make you they'll make you a, you'll be like, Yeah, I'm a hungry little bit. She'll come back with a full plate. Know what I mean, all you was expecting was a little PB and J, know what I mean, a little salami and cheese. She come back with a full plate and a beverage with with the with the with the chilled glass. Know what I mean? Well, and all that. With my <laughs> what my BM would probably say is that she just the thing is she's not a big fan of bigger women because she feels like because they look unhealthy. Yeah. Because a lot of big women don't exactly want their big women back. So she finds that unattractive. You know, she's bisexual, so she, you know, that's just how she feels about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she would probably say something like, because they feel like they need love, you know, they, they, they feel like because, you know, someone's showing them attention, they gotta make sure they go all out and do a lot of good things for something. And I'll say for some that would probably be true. Mm-hmm. And that's not even because they're a big or that is because of someone just having low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Like that goes for anyone who has low self-esteem. You know, an erectic chick that has low self-esteem, uh, a, a real ugly motherfucker that has low self-esteem or some shit. Any person has low self-esteem is Speak up a little bit, bro. You're going real low. I said, um, because any person with low self-esteem is going to do whatever they can or want for you. Mm-hmm. So you think because it's, it's a self-esteem issue, that's why they give you that auntie love? So you think they give you that auntie loving because of low self-esteem? Me personally, no. I just feel like oh, that's just that's just in them. Like I want to say for the most part, but I can definitely see where that uh, that idea comes from. Yeah, but I think in um, fairness. I think I think big girls is all around just like more joyous. I mean, that's I what I was about to say. From my personal, from my personal experience, I can't say I've met a big girl that was, you know, when I met them, they weren't asshole. They weren't like a happy person to be around. Yeah, I think um, I think big girls are just just more jolly. You know, as funny as that may sound, or you know, whatever. I'm not. I'm not saying they want no Santa Claus shit, but I think that <laughs> I think bigger women they're just more joyful. They don't. Um, they don't really. They're not, not as judgmental. Like I feel like they're not as judgmental. They're not as judgmental. They're not as worried about what other people think about them, and they don't deprive themselves of anything that's going to make them feel good. And that's how they got to be, you know. 
so rambunctious. <laughs> that's what that's what got them the beef. Yeah, that's what got them all that um, all that um, all them chips and dip and hips. You know what I mean, I think that's why. I think it's just a joy, because you know people who people who people are who are joyful like to make other people feel good. Like I'm pretty much always happy. You know, I, I've I've long since got to a point in my life where I'm just always cool. I mean, even when shit's fucked up, like I'm, I expect shit to to happen. So hey, it's whatever. I'm still cool. I'm still happy. So I like to whenever I'm around people, I like to try to make them laugh, try to make them feel good, try to make them smile, because you know I just like to reciprocate how I'm feeling. I think that's where I think that's why they do that. It can't. I think. For sure, in 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 some instances, yeah, it's because they may be desperate, and they may want to do a, go above and beyond to try to keep you around, and that's why they're doing all this, that, and the third. For sure, I'm certain that happens, yes, but I think the more likely trend is that you know they're just happy women, and they they want to make the men around them feel happy because it makes them feel good. It makes me feel good to do for others. I think it makes everybody feel yeah, good to do for others. I think why why would it make you feel any different for someone else to be happy? Yeah. It's a problem be that a lot of people always feel like be based off of what a person looks like or something like that that they can't be happy. Yeah. I know plenty of people who ugly as hell, fat as hell, you know, or they have something wrong with them in some kind of way who have Either a better life or more happy memories than I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's because one, they acknowledge their faults. They acknowledge the fact that you know they might be big as hell, they might be ugly, they uh got more legs, one eyeball or something like that. Yeah. They, you know what I'm saying? Don't let that stop you from enjoying your lives. Ain't nothing wrong and being that's a pirate. Like a lot of people, huh? Ain't nothing wrong with being a pirate. Have a one nine one leg. No wrong being a pirate. Like, like just like you said, like I'm saying, you're always a jolly person. I'm always a jolly person. Any person, anybody that knows me, whatsoever knows that I'm normally the most smiliest person in the room. I crack the jokes. I try to make everybody laugh. Everybody comfortable. I'm like the nicest person you'll meet. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, and there's not a single thing I won't try to. Well, obviously, for sure, because I can I remember. To make somebody smile. For sure, because I can remember when we was in the um when we was in the ninth grade, and you, you was hugged up with that school bus in the back of the class. <laughs> and wasn't I think her name? What was her name? Pepper? Was her name Pepper or something like that? <laughs> With a little bit of salt to her. Yeah, she's not a little light skinned John. We was calling her the Magic School Bus because she she had, she had red hair. But she was light skinned. Wait, red hair? Oh, yeah. Red hair. <laughs> 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 you had me until the red hair. Come on, don't be trying to forget about Pepper. You was you and Pe- I thought you and Pepper was going. <laughs> I thought y'all was gonna make it all the way. I thought y'all was gonna do a full four years together. 
Man, shit. At oh. point in time, I probably felt the same thing. I digress, though. Oh, well, since you're a new host, I got to ask you the question we ask all the hosts. Bring it on. Do you eat ass? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, my boy. Grown man shit. <laughs> Big dog but shit. First of all, <laughs> I want to go for the record of saying, because I've been listening to the part, and you say you do too, sir. And the craziest part is that you used to flame my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time I'd be an ass guy, you're like, oh, you need that ass? And I would say, yeah, you're talking about something that's the same thing. And now with you, yeah, now you see the joy and shit. Well, yeah. I mean, for one, for one, we was kids then. Women didn't know how to take care of their bodies the way they know how to take care of them now. I didn't start eating ass. I was an adult. That was number one. And um number two, um, you know, all the women I deal with, you know, I I'm not really a titty bull. I like I like booties. I like that thighs number one, booties number two, smile number three, titties number four. Right? So facts. Well for me it's like I I would say I'll switch to ass and smile. I gotta see your smile. The first thing I'm gonna look at you is the day and that's your smile is all types of fucked up. I don't like anything about you. Yeah. But I can just tell you, yeah, I can just tell you it's not to smile, you know, so that ain't, that ain't, that ain't no thing. <laughs> and plus, every chick I deal with, I'm not trying to make her my wife. You know what I mean? Maybe if I was trying to make her more my wife, it'd be different, but I digress. I digress. So, yeah, I, I indulge, you know, I'll indulge in, in, in the woman I'm dealing with at the time in her uh, nether regions. It ain't no thing. You know, it's righteous. It's the only way to live, in my opinion. I can, it's disrespectful, in my opinion. You know, it's it's it ain't nothing but half an inch, quarter of an inch away from one another. I mean, so if you want to eat the box and not eat the boot, you know, it's disrespectful to that woman. You know, you basically call her dirty. The first time I did it was like, this was surprising. Mm-hmm. I was so never expected you speak up bro your voice keep going out I was so caught up in the moment of when I did it I didn't realize I did it until we had completely finished the session mm-hmm. she just looked at me she just sat she just sat there looked at me mm-hmm. I'm like so what's up with you why are you just there yeah do the way you live gave me a hug gave me a kiss and was like I love you I was like <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, uh, what the fuck like where's, where's this coming from like I mean I fuck with you too you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying but I mean we were close friends so I can say I love you too and it wasn't on some you know oh my god you know what I'm saying? we're gonna be together forever shit mm-hmm. I definitely you know what I'm saying like I love you too and it wasn't until later she messaged me and she was like, what made you do that? And I'm like, do what? She was like, you ate my ass. I was like, bitch, what? Honey, who the hell? <laughs> you ate the booty like groceries before, like before that was even a saying. You know what? Yeah. Now that you're saying this story to me, I remember now because I, I remember you was the first nigga that I've ever even heard ate an ass. <laughs> You was. It was you 
And then later on that year, another nigga that we went to school with, he was eating ass. And y'all was the only two niggas I had ever heard of eating ass. And I think what you said you ate your first ass when you was in what, fifth grade? Wait, what? <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> you said you was in the fifth grade, right? No, <laughs> Okay. I mean, I kind of licked my first box in like fifth grade. Oh my god! What is with you? I'll be getting all these freaky bulls on this podcast. Warplay <laughs> said he ate his first box at seven. You talking about you ate your first box at ten years old? It Y'all was, hell niggas okay, is different. Dis- <laughs> Y'all hell niggas is different. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Cause y'all both from the hill. Well, I don't know about him, but for me, um, I was fucking with shorty. You know what I'm saying we was, you know what I'm saying we was cool. You know what I'm saying and. I've I've always been the inquisitive type. You know what I'm saying? I was the one when mom and dad was in their room doing their thing mm-hmm. or whatever, or when they was just asleep, I would go run out and grab one of the porn DVDs that was in the living room nah. under the TV. This nigga lying. He was that. he was peeking through he was peeking through the um the crack in the door, <laughs> licking his lips. <laughs> Freaky. <laughs> Freaky. But I would look at it and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is what's going on here? And then it just so happened later on, like when I seen short, I'm like, oh, I seen this before. I seen this before. Mm-hmm. And it just popped in my head, one of the little pictures mm-hmm. on the you know, the covers, how you know what I'm saying? They be having multiple pictures and of different positions and shit. Shorty was getting her box hit, and I'm like, I wonder if I should do the same. Mm-hmm. And I was upset after I did it. You was upset. <laughs> why was, why I was, was you upset? upset? The bitch tasted kind of. The bitch was tasted kind of funny. I was like, <laughs> "This don't people do this?" Like, <laughs> yeah, it's because of little ass kids. So y'all some little ass kids. Y'all shouldn't be doing that at no nine, ten years old. That's why. You right. You right. Oh, you ain't wrong. Kids are nasty. I that's just some hill shit. That's that's what it, that's all it is, bro. You ain't gotta be ashamed, bro. That's real. I think I think the more I ask hill niggas this question, the more I'm gonna get like younger ages. <laughs> I thought seven was crazy. You talking about you was doing it at ten? You normalizing it a bit more? I feel like there's a hill nigga out here that was eating box at four years old. I just gotta find him. He came out the wound with his tongue out. He was like, yeah, I slid out licking, licking box. Oh, my God. This is crazy. This is crazy. So, okay, let's finish this off. We we had an hour 20. I mean, since we on, since we on this particular topic, right? Um... Well, no, nah, I may want to ask that once we got once we got some ladies to give their insight on that as well. Uh, let me see what 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 other questions can I ask you before we close this out? Open book, man. 
Would you date a chick that was shot by one of her niggas before? Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, would you date a chick? <laughs> would you date a chick that got shot by one of her niggas before? Like, <laughs> what's confused? Like, what did she? What did the bitch do to get shot? It can be a bunch of different Why things. It can be a bunch of different things. I know a bitch that got shot by one of her niggas. She was still in love with the nigga. Like, bitch, you stupid. Oh. Yeah, then she's trying to fuck me. I'm like, no. You said that nigga out in four months. Hell no. Yeah. That, that nigga shot you that and he loved you and got a kid with you. What the fuck? <laughs> what, what, what kind of problems you think I'm having my head? My first date. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah, no, I could, I couldn't get down with that shit. First of all, I'm not even. You, you know me, said I haven't got my my gun game up just yet to be fucking around with people like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me to even think about, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You good? Why not? Uh, that shit just too messy. You just, you just scared about? You just scared of the nigga? Nigga, I'm not about to get shot for no bitch. <laughs> Fuck that. You I can get I'm shot. Worried about nigga. You can get shot over a female that that had it been shot by her nigga. Nah, I ain't getting. I ain't getting shot over no bitch. I'm good. She ain't about to come to me. Oh, you know, he in jail. You know, you ain't got to worry about nothing. It could be just me and you. No, it can't. Bitch, that bullet in your foot. Has his name written on that thing. He's permanently in you. Yeah, that's what Shorty was telling me. She was like, "Yeah, you know what I mean, he um he got about six more months left. You know what I mean, and uh, I mean, you ain't gonna be my dude, but you know what I mean, you can. You know what I mean, you know what I mean, come through, maybe play stepdaddy for a little bit for the next six months. I'm like, hell, hell no. For one, for one, hell no, and for two, hell, hell no." Because here, here's the thing, if if you, here's how I look at it. One, bitch, you got poor decision-making skills. You got poor right. decision-making skills. How you pick a nigga that, that loved you so much he shoot your foot? How you pick a nigga, fuck loving you so much, how you pick a nigga that was so unstable that he was going to pop you, number one. Number two, how didn't you see that this is this was where the situation was going and you didn't know how to evade the situation how see it was crazy i don't i don't get how females don't see shit coming or they see shit coming and follow through no don't get me wrong i've done the same thing in certain situations i knew a motherfucker come to trust or i knew a motherfucker was going to do x y and z and still did the shit mm-hmm. but something like that you know that nigga gonna shoot you bitch that nigga had to have caught a body while he was with you and you thought you wasn't going to be a body till you became a body. Yeah, and that wasn't the first time y'all had an altercation and that nigga went uh, bananas. It had been building up. It always built. Yeah, he ain't just come out and shoot you the first argument. Now, I mean, it's been growing. So you got poor decision-making skills, so I don't even want to deal with you. For real, for real. And number two, um, I don't want no pussy that good. 
for a nigga for a nigga to shoot you and 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 risk spending the rest of his life in jail. I don't want no pussy that good. I, I don't need that type of change in my life. Last time I got some pussy that good, I I had to make a lot of changes in my life. I stopped smoking cigarettes. Uh, I had to move and out. I ended up doing all this and that and the third. It just brought a lot of change. That's what good pussy do. Good pussy makes you change. I don't need that right now. I just need to be able to focus on my goals and, and the things I'm looking to achieve. So the only thing I'm looking for right now is maybe some mediocre, mediocre box, some some average box, you know, nothing too crazy. And number three, I don't want to have to remove this nigga just because I'm over here folding you like a like a lawn chair, and I don't even really rock with you all like that. You know, I don't need to have that on my conscience. You know, I don't need to be a reason why a mother can't make her son a plate on Thanksgiving no more. You know, I don't want to do that. I wouldn't either. I, I, I'm not dating no female that's been shot by a nigga. I'm cool on that. Let me ask you this. Well, what if what if she's a big girl? Hmm. That change anything for you? That change anything for you? Not a not a fucking all. <laughs> I will still I will still turn that bitch around with her jolly ass. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What if she got fruit snacks? Well, you know, you know, big girls always got some exclusive snacks to bring you. I like big girls. I love big girls as friends. I love having big girl friends. They just be so dope and funny. Big girls are usually always well, funny. Had, well, I mean, I have. It's crazy. I don't have a lot of female friends now mm-hmm. because you know shit went south and everything, but. Uh, I have one big girlfriend right now, you know what I'm saying? She, people, I've known her pretty much like multiple, multiple years now. And I gotta say, like, she's been helpful in my life. Mm-hmm. No matter what jokes, but I can make the fat jokes, the big head jokes, she make jokes on me, you know what I'm saying? People tell Yeah. I've had other people, big female friends, they was cool. You know what I'm saying compared to, I don't know. I've always attracted bigger women. It's not like I've never tried to date outside bigger women. Mm-hmm. It just never like happened, you know. Because women who like me or that I've ended up dating turned out to just be bigger women. Mm-hmm. And you know, it wasn't until you know what I'm saying someone like says something to me like my DM, like she was like, yeah. That's with nothing but big girls, and I'm like, it's not my choice. Like, I mean, but you also gotta take that with a grain of salt because the girl you're dealing with, she always got some shit to say about the other bitches you've dealt with, or just the other bitches that like you. Because my ex, she yeah. said the same thing. Like, oh, you like these big bitches? All oh, you like these? I've dealt with one big girl in my life, and there was two big girls at the job we were working at the time that was on my heels. So. That was grounds for her to say, oh, you like all these big bitches, all these big bitches, all these big bitches. For one, one chick wasn't even big. She wasn't even big. The other one was big. And she just liked me. It wasn't like I liked her. You know, just entertainment. Just cracking jokes, talking shit. 
That's all. So you gotta take that with a grain of salt. They always gonna throw some shade. Oh, and look, that's my okay. The number one thing, the number two, I'll say the number one thing that I hate in relationships or anything like that. Don't lie to me because I hate being lied to. Because I will do, I can move the world for anybody. Any female that knows me knows I will do anything for you. You know what I'm saying? As a friend or more. Because I don't care. Saying we're friends, I'm not about to be behind drama unless you try to go do some extra shit like you try to act out there paying every bill in my house for years and years and years. Uh, we do, we ain't, we ain't that cool, but mm-hmm. I've definitely done a lot for any female friend that I've ever had. Even if we were dating or not dating, I've tried to, you know, as a reason, not really because you know, reasons, but. No, I try to be there because mm-hmm. I know at the end of the day, I know if I need a friend, I would like for someone to be there for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna sit there and like talk shit on someone for their preference, choice, and shit. So that leads into my why it's number two of I hate when they just want to sit around and poke the bear for no fun. <laughs> Why do you need? Why do you need to sit here and talk shit? What is that going to bring you? For you to be pissed off, thinking about old shit, it's going to piss you off now. You're going to be like, I bet you doing this. I bet you and this bad bitch done it. Like I promise you, I couldn't go a single day without her saying like. If she sees a fat girl or something while we're out, or if she, she sees a fat bitch on her social media, you like that bitch. Like, you that bitch like, bro, it was like that? Bro, I can't, man. Oh, you had a bad. I could tell you, like, look, matter of fact, there was this one time she had a dream. <laughs> and that's and that's all I said. <laughs> y'all look happy when I see y'all at the park. Maybe it's because there wasn't no big bitches at the park. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <Look. laughs> and that's all I gotta say. You all know what happened from there, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't know what a chicken. Always... She had a dream, and I woke up in a in a precarious situation. That's why, you know, I'm a, I'm a very, you know, I me, mean, I'm a very big advocate for firearms and people um, protecting themselves. But I don't want my woman having no gun. I don't. I don't need. I've I've already been in enough pre- precarious situations over no reason. I don't need one to involve a, a pistol. I don't need a firearm involved in any of them. You know. Swear. But. We're going to call it a, a episode here, brother. It's about one in the morning. I got to get up in the morning. But uh, thank y'all for listening. Uh, if, you're, if you're still listening, um, again, I am the connoisseur of nothing, a.k.a. the car man, the Bengali bandit. Don't call me Mr. Know-It-All. I prefer Mr. Know-It-Bits. Either way, let me talk my shit. I am Uncle Mad. And today we also had... The good brother uh Boosie with the dreads, aka the 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 Chub Chaser, aka the um <laughs> the the Jiggle Goblin. Uh we'll come up we'll come up with a couple more. What'd you say? 
the heavy dreamer. The heavy dreamer got a lot on his mind, a lot in his dreams. But um, yeah, that's it. If if you got any questions for me, uh, you can go ahead and email me at connoisseurofnothing at gmail dot com. I'm on Instagram at Superior Man twenty two oh eight, and you can also reach me on YouTube at Connoisseur of Nothing. Got any last messages you want to give to the people before we close this out, brother? Watch who you date. Watch who you date. date. Watch. L- listen for the, the the petty signs that come mm-hmm. out, and don't let your bitch have a dream about you. Absolutely, absolutely. One 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 more thing I want to one jewel I want to give to the people. Um, when he's talking about watching, watch who you have your kids with. You know, especially for the fellas. Like more importantly for the fellas. Yes. Watch who you yes. have your kids with, cause you know I've 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 just seen some stuff out here, and like, it. I'm just glad it's not me, cause I, I'd be in the penitentiary. They they'd have to put me away forever in a day. Some of the shit that I see that some of these women, and I'm not putting this on all women, cause absolutely all women don't do this, but I've seen some women do some very just disgusting things with their kids you know especially as it applies to you know situations i don't know if you listened to the one episode um um boosie with the dreads the last one i put out did you listen to that one yet um what was the name because i've been listening to like i think i'm only missing like two episodes i kind of listened to them backwards like i kind of listened to like the latest one and I went towards the first one. Okay. Okay. Well, the, the latest. The, the Prego Papa. Yeah, Prego Papa is the latest one, right? Yeah, I I haven't listened to that one yet. I haven't I, listened, I listened to that one right before that. Well, on that episode, I detail a situation uh, that I that I had with a young lady years ago. Um, that was a teachable moment for the young lady, and um, I didn't involve. I, I don't think I mentioned this, but. You know, whenever that situation occurred, I had to sit down and have a real conversation with her because that's a very real and dangerous predicament that she put me in and she put herself in because, you know, when you have a kid with somebody, you, you got to understand the gravity of that and their actions involve a lot of people. Whenever you have a kid with somebody, your actions don't just involve you. They involve you. They involve your child, the 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 mother of the child, the father of the child, everybody that's playing a role in this child's life. They're all involved in those things with certain actions that you make. And in addition to that, you know, there was there was some other things that I've just come across in in recent history where it's just like ladies your kids need to be protected from all the bullshit that you do and the choices that you make in your life does not need to involve that child. And if you doing, if you out here doing some nasty shit, your child does not need to be none the wiser to it. And they don't need to be around it because you can, you can, you can put, you could put your, your life in danger. 
because you're doing some mad disrespectful and foul shit around your child that you share with somebody else. And if they catch wind of that, with what you're doing, who knows what will happen. So, fellas, you don't you don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to be in a position where, you know, your child is exposed to some trauma. You don't want to be in a position where, you the mother of your child is not the most respectful of women, and she may do some foul shit around your child, and now you feeling away in your chest because you done you done knocked up well, a thought pocket. Your, not even just to your child but towards you. Yeah. Or because there's women out there who will clearly disrespect the father mm-hmm. to the child because out of spite or even subliminally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there, there's this one chick I know on my on my um social media, and all she do is just bash, is just bash the mother of her child, and she be having all these bitches laughing on the post and talking this and talking that, and I'm like. Bitch, you're mad corny. For one, you got all this shit to say about this nigga. You fucked this nigga. You chose to fuck this nigga, right? Mm-hmm. Not only did you choose to fuck this nigga, you chose to fuck him raw and let him shoot the club up, get pregnant, you kept it, stayed with him, got married, and then ultimately y'all decided to separate, get divorced, and it just didn't work out. And now you just always going on social media just talking shit about him trying to degrade him as a man. And all that all that negative energy that that you putting out there towards this man, it's it's not benefiting anybody. It's not benefiting you. It's not benefiting your child. It's not benefiting him. It's only destroying the relationship that you're going to have with him and which is furthermore going to teach your son not to respect his father, which is in turn going to teach him not to respect authority. Because by the time your son is that's seven, eight I years old by the time a boy sure they like keep a clear distinction between them because if your child finds out about what you did to the dad if for whatever reason or whatever uh the dad did to you mm-hmm. in the past it affects the child the yeah. child is going to grow up and find out like this whole clear view of what the parent this parent was or this parent was is either going to be destroyed Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be confirmed by what they they thought they seen when they were younger. So if you, if you, if the dad was being wrong when he was younger, and he grows up and realizes that oh, mom was the one beating shit on dad. You know what I'm saying? It's going to change things. Or if he grows up and still sees that image of dad being wrong, he still like my dad is the best. Mm-hmm. He's going to hate his father. Go hang on. And at the end of the day, that shit is none of their business. If I have a if I have a child with somebody and it just don't work out, and the mother may may truly be a piece of shit wife, right? She may not even be the best mother. I would never talk bad about her to my kid because regardless, that's their mother. You should never disrespect your mother. You should never look at your mother in a distasteful way. And the same goes for the father. Regardless of whether our relationship worked out or not, that don't got a damn thing to do with the child. Our relationship can be beautiful. It don't got nothing to do with the child. It can be horrible. 
and it don't got nothing to do with the child. Separate your child from your relationship and protect them. And furthermore, watch who you have your kids with. Don't just be out here knocking up thought pockets and want to get mad when your daughter is is displaying thought behavior whenever she's turning five, six, seven, eight years old. What, what do you what do you expect? I have a, I have a friend who her daughter um she has she has a you know a child with a with a man uh, they have a daughter they're not together and she doesn't allow her to be on the phone with her and stuff like that. You know, none of that because she's not even like twelve yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to be doing anything about all until you're at least twenty. That's the time I tell my damn daughter. <laughs> but yeah, you know I'm saying none of that. But the boyfriend's uh girl lets her wear like yoga pants, makeup, uh these little Little, little dresses and stuff like that that are not meant for little girls her age. Yeah. And it's like, you can't be... The thing is, why is the dad letting her out? You know what I mean? But she don't talk bad about him. Not well, he's not respecting her. He's not respecting her wishes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like That's why I respect her for that because even if you know... She wanna do that and he's okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Cause she didn't she doesn't tell her like, you know, like don't dress her don't dress her up like that stuff because at the end of the day, how he wants to dress his daughter, how he wants to raise her is how different how his mom is gonna raise her. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're over my house, if I say you can watch TV till twelve PM, I mean twelve AM or one o'clock in the morning, it does not mean that your mother, if we're not together, Want to agree and say the same thing. She might want you to go to bed at 11 p.m., but she might let you stay up till 6 mm-hmm. a.m. You know I'm saying there's different parentings, but at the same time, you know, you can't sit there and like be upset about what the other person does if you don't like them. Yeah. So be mindful of that. And right. if you are co parenting, Try to get on the same page with things, you know, have those conversations yeah, and make sure those conversations aren't emotional conversations. Don't, if, if you have feelings towards a conversation, understand your standpoint first before and, and get rid of the emotions from it before you bring it to the other party. Because talking just from a place of emotion is never going to get any resolve. So, like I said, Watch who you had your kids with. I do have a question though for yeah. next time. My my next one, and I want to say this now because I feel like we forget um, about abortions and a, a, I want to talk about a man's standpoint on abortions and stuff like that. Okay, a little dangerous, but okay. It is, and, <laughs> Well, hold on here. Let me um, let me just take this off air. Let me just take this off air real quick. So, thank y'all for listening, uh, and we'll catch you guys on the next ones.